2,000 years later, we're still asking the question, what child is this? What difference does this child, who grew to be a man, who went to the cross, who died for us, who was resurrected, what difference does he make in our lives? Is there a difference? And in that famous hymn, you, you see the prominent place that Mary has. And so this morning, I, I want to look at the pronouncement to Mary of this good news. And I want to take it kind of a little bit of a stretch, but I, I don't think it's very far, to look at how Mary responds to the good news and gives us in that some typical responses to what happens when people receive the good news. You with me? So Mary is an example to us of just a normal teenage girl who receives the good news and she responds in a number of different ways that I think are examples for us. I think you'll follow along as we go. So here we are, Luke 1, verses 26 through 28. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Gabriel appears to Mary, and he brings this greeting. You're highly favored. The Lord is with you. Now, again, please try to see this with some new eyes this morning. Because we've heard this story so often that we don't really... Can you imagine Mary sitting there in Nazareth in not a very big house, whatever size it was? We don't know if it's day or night. We don't know the time. I always think it's nighttime, but because that seems when angels love to appear, I think. The angel appears to her, and he says, Gabriel says to her, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. I want you to remember this greeting, this highly favored greeting that the angel brings her for later on for us. Here's what Mary's response. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. And you can imagine, she's sitting there, she, an angel appeared, not just any angel, Gabriel, uh, you know, a big deal, appears and says, greetings, you are highly favored with God. The word greatly troubled underestimates a little bit. It understates. Uh, it literally means through agitation. She was agitated. Uh, that's how much it bothered her. Now, I don't know about you, but I can get agitated. And this morning, this morning, I went to get my creamer out of the fridge. Um, you know, because coffee, it's like Bible coffee. They go right there together. And so I went to get the coffee, put my creamer in the coffee, and my creamer was like lukewarm. And I'm like, what, what, why is my creamer lukewarm? Well, it's because everything in my fridge was lukewarm, and everything in our freezer had defrosted. Um, my fridge for some odd reason, just decided, though the lights are on, no one's home. 
Uh, it was not running. It was not working. Now, Kathy's got this children's production this morning, and I do what I do, but suddenly we have a fridge with no fridge, no freezer. So now we're throwing stuff away. We're trying to move things from uh, the upstairs fridge to the basement garage fridge. Now, is this not a first world problem? <laughs> Hello? Is this not a first world problem? The, the thing that keeps things cold in my house, which didn't even exist 100 years ago, I got another one in my basement. So I'm moving stuff, we're throwing stuff away. Here, here, I'm agitated though. I mean, greatly agitated. By the way, this is a great story too. This is a sidelight, has nothing to do with the sermon, but you'll love it. We moved into our house 32 years ago. Coming January 1st, 32 years ago. The house I live in now was Larry Powell's house. Larry sold me this house. But Larry sold me this house without a stinking fridge. It had no fridge. So Kathy and I are dead broke. We have no money. We've used all our money to move from Texas to Alabama. We're moving to a house with no fridge. Larry not only gives me this unbelievable deal on this house, he buys me a fridge in this house because he heard we didn't have a fridge. We had a baby, no fridge. This fridge was massive. I mean, we couldn't even come close to filling it up. Uh, this, now, remember, it was just me and Kathy and a baby. We didn't have five kids at this moment. We were like, we'll never fill up this fridge. About 12 years after that, we renovated our basement, I mean, our kitchen, and decided at that point, we're going to move. The fridge didn't match anymore right? It didn't match the new decor. So now we're going to a different look. So we take the fridge, we move it to the basement. That fridge is my basement fridge, 32 years later. The fridge in the kitchen, it's my third fridge since then. They, you, oh, buddy, they don't make them. They, they don't make them like they used to. My, agi I know. My agitation problems, though I think I have a right to be agitated, nothing compared to this. She was greatly troubled because this angel Gabriel appears to her and says, he hasn't even told her the news yet. All he said to her so far is, you are highly favored. And she's agitated. Not only is she agitated, but she wonders. Um, this this um, wonder, again, doesn't really do the word justice. It's like it was through agitation, and this is through deliberation. She is, it, it's the word, um, the Greek word in my understanding is the, the word from which we get dialogue. She was talking to herself about what is going on here. What is this angel trying to speak to me? She is wondering, what does this mean that the angel has showed up and given me this greeting? Now, here's what I want us to see. I think that many times when we either share the good news with someone or we receive any kind of word from God, that many times our first response is agitation because it hits something in us. Or we wonder about it. 
deliberate on it. I don't think Mary's response is that far outside of what our response might, might be as well. Have you ever shared the good news with someone and their first response is they're just, you can tell they're agitated with you? They're just got this edge to them? Or maybe you share it with them and they start saying, I don't, I don't get it. I'm del- you can see them dialoguing in their own head. And so I don't think Mary is that far outside the realm of receiving. But she, she has no idea what this news is yet. The angel said to her, do not be afraid. Now, so far we haven't seen that that's Mary's response. She's agitated, she's wondering, but evidently the angel saw something in her that must have sprung up to make him think she's got some sort of fear thing working here. And I don't know about you, but I would have. If Gabriel showed up in my bedroom and said, Hey, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. I think fear might, might be a response. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you're to give him the name Jesus. Goes on and says, he will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Now the news starts to really drop. It's one thing to be highly favored. It's another to get news that's going to change your life forever. That you are going to be with child. You're going to have a son. And here's kind of another way of reframing the message. You're going to become pregnant. You're going to call your son's name salvation. He's going to be the son of God and he will be the Messiah. This is quite the difference from highly favored to this incredible news she is going to receive. Mary's response is this. How will this be, Mary said to the angel, since I'm a virgin? Listen, I understand this is a, a big question for her, but I think I would have had other questions. Wait a minute, I'm going to give birth to a son. He's going to be the Messiah. He's going to be the son of God. He's going to save people from their sins. He's going to be the promised one. Mary's question is one of biology, really. How how can I get pregnant? I'm a virgin. I've I've never slept with a man. I've never had sex with a man. The angel answers, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Her question is this, God, how is this possible? Now, again, this is a question of kind of facts, like, How is this going to happen? She went from agitation to wonderment what the angel's doing here. Now she's asking like facts. And by the way, I don't think her, I I think her questions again are within the realm of possibility. You know, it's, it's a, 
And I think this is, if you think about it, this should be people's response to the gospel. How can this happen? How is it that I was a sinner, I was separated from God, but because of this guy Jesus who came and lived this perfect life and died for my sins, how can I who do nothing be forgiven of my sins? How can I who deserve nothing be forgiven of my sins? How can I who, who deserve the punishment of death, how can I be forgiven of all the things? You don't even know what I've done. You don't know how bad it's been. How is this possible? Mary underestimates, as do we, that the God who said, let there be light, and there was light, could speak into her and she could become pregnant. I mean, he created life from nothing. Could he not create life within her from nothing? God who raises things that are dead back to life, can speak into your life and there be light there as well. How is this possible? Because he is God. He has made this possible with you. So it's not, it's not out of the realm of possibility that when we receive the good news, we're agitated or we wonder or we ask questions about how. The story goes on. The angel says, even Elizabeth, your relative is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. You know, these are words I think every Christian should underline in their Bible over and over and over and over and over again. Nothing is impossible with God. Now, he's using Elizabeth. Elizabeth is a cousin or a relative, and they live a ways away. So we don't know if Mary has received this news. Probably not from the way the angel is saying to her. I mean, there was no text. She didn't see it on Facebook, uh, Instagram. There, she didn't see that, oh, look, Elizabeth's pregnant. I mean, we get news like this. Rachel Donegan brand. Marty and Tracy, congratulations to Marty and Tracy. Marty's here. Tracy's not had it. Their first grandbaby this week. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't even, it wasn't like I was looking for this, but I knew the moment Rachel started going into labor. Uh, when her water broke. When the baby was born. How much the baby weighed. I mean, you just get information like this over and over and over again. You know it because our... This is not that kind of news. 80 to 100 miles was like a lifetime away. So she gets this news. Wow, my old cousin, who can't even get pregnant, and her old husband, they're having a baby? The angel says, nothing is impossible with God. Mary's response is this. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. I've preached this passage many times because this, I, I love this passage. I, I love this passage not because of the whole Catholic uh, view of Mary, but more as Mary as the example to us who received the good news 
about Jesus and of Jesus and how we should respond. Because let me just tell you, there's some of you who are sitting here today who think that God has limitations in your life. You're thinking, yes, God loves the world, but does he really love me? God cares and speaks to people, but God doesn't really speak to me. God wants people to set free, but he really can't set me free. Gabriel says to Mary, for nothing is impossible with God. One way to translate this is no word from God is without power. No word from, nothing is, when God speaks light, there was light. Look at the way God created. He was the word from the beginning. Speaking of Jesus, but at the same time, the word became flesh. There is so much about the word in the Bible, the spoken word, the the incarnate word, the power of the word, that we need to see that no word from God is without power. And it's when Mary gets to the place where she says, "May, may it be to me as you have said, or another way to put it is, be it unto me according to your word. I love this, this truth that nothing is impossible. No word from God is without power. God, may it be to me according to your word. Let the power of your word be released in my life. Now, I think it's at that moment when, this is just me, you don't have to believe this, it's at that moment that Mary conceives that she becomes pregnant. When she speaks in agreement with God's plan and purpose in her life, when her word agrees with the word, the word is released in her life. And I think that can be true for each and every one of us. And I'm not just talking about word of faith here, people. I'm talking about the word of God and power released in your life. The word that can change who you are You see, God loves us. He doesn't love us just conceptually. God loves us enough to send his own son into the world to save us. Whoever believes in him. What what, what does that believes in him mean? I think it's like Mary. May it be to me according to your word. Belief plus yourself. Faith that changes who you are and what the future, what the future holds for you. I mean, look at, look at the stages that Mary went through. She was troubled when she received the good news. She was agitated. She was wondering. She was deliberating. She had questions about how does this work, facts. But at some point, her faith factor rises above her fear factor, and she receives God at his word, and her life is changed forever. One of the unique things about Mary is, as she serves as an example for us, you know, this was Mary's reception of the word of God it, it was not just a, like, you know, I, I'm going to do this for a day or two. 
You know what I mean? It's like, hey, go give that guy $5. You know, receiving God. Say, I get a word from God. Go give that guy $5. No, no, no. Mary's word was, hey, Mary, you're going to get pregnant. Life-changing. Not only that, but you're going to have a son. And he is gonna, you're going to give him the name Jesus. And he's going to be the Messiah, the promised one. And he's going to save people from their sins. This is a life-changing message that changes the course of every day for the rest of Mary's life and existence. Even more incredible, it changes our everyday life and existence. Because we are recipients of this baby. But at every moment of every day, you get a choice on whether to receive God at his word or to walk in the continuing questions and responses of your flesh. When Mary, her faith factor goes above her fear factor and she takes God at his word to say, this is who you are. You are not who you say you are. You're who I am, who I say you are. Many of us have trouble believing that. We rather believe we are what the world puts upon us. Or rather, we are what we think. Or we are the problems of our own life. Or we're the, we're the desires of our own flesh. Or we're the weakness of our own minds. But instead, if, if just for a moment, you could step into the world of the good news of Jesus Christ and actually take God at his word, and he says to you, nothing is impossible with me. Not one of my words is without power. And you take God at his word and say, be it unto me according to your word. Things can change for you forever. What are you going to believe? Who are you going to believe? That is the question of your life. That's the question. What, am I going to believe what the world says about me? Am I not going to believe about what I say about me? Or am I going to believe what God says about me? Now, of all three of these things, which seems the most impossible? Actually, it's what God says about you that seems the most impossible, right? I mean, really, take, I, I could, I, I'm hesitant to even use an example because every example I can think of is here today. But if you, if you're, if your mind is hooked on sexual addiction and the world is saying to you, that's okay, you're fine. You know, just, just walk in it. You, you, you get to meet the desires of your flesh versus what the Bible and God says about you, which is you are freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You're not, you don't have to be addicted to this. You can walk in freedom. If the world says to you, you are what you accumulate, and you believe in yourself, my self-worth is derived from how much stuff I get versus what God says about you that says you are a precious child of mine. All your worth is found in me. If, you're, if, you're, um, if you have uh, body image issues, 
if you have uh, gender identity issues, if you have same-sex attraction, and the, that's what the world says about you, that's what you say about yourself, but God is saying to you, no, here's who you are in me. What are you going to believe? What are you going to receive? What are you going to walk in? You may say, but this is my heart's desire. And God is saying to you, no word from me is without power. I can free you. I can, you can walk in identity. You can walk in the destiny for which you were created. Because see, the world and you say, the only place I'm going to find satisfaction and joy is by walking how I was made, how I was created, how the world has put an identity upon me. And I want to say to you, no, Mary stands as an example of a young girl who dared to take God at his word, and as a result, not only changed humanity, but walked in unbelievable joy. Joy was a characteristic of Mary's life. Look what happens going on in Luke 1. It says, she goes down to see Elizabeth. By the way, Elizabeth, whatever, her cousin is, you know, her relative is like 80 to 100 miles from her. This is not a quick journey. She didn't, she, didn't, she didn't hop in her RAV4 hybrid and get there in an hour and a half. You know, already she's probably, she's pregnant and she has to walk to, where, to Judea, wherever Elizabeth is. She walks in the door and Elizabeth, again, who's not been on Facebook, knows nothing, hasn't seen it on Instagram, she sees Mary and says, blessed are you among women. And blessed is the child you bear. Why am I so favored? Notice how many favored times this is mentioned in Luke 1. That the mother of my Lord should come to me. As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb, who is John the Baptist, leaped for joy. She goes on and says, blessed is this is a verse, again, a key verse. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. Do you see it again? The Lord said it. She believed it. It came, it came to pass. And you may be saying, yeah, but this is Mary. This is Elizabeth. No, this is an example to us that we believe and walk out what God says about us will be accomplished, and it will be. And when we receive God at his word, we walk it out in faith. Our faith factor overcomes our fear factor. We overcome our questions, our agitation, our doubts. We, too, can walk in joy. Here's Mary's response. My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant, from now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. We've studied this passage before, the Magnificat, the song that Mary sings. You know, at some point it could seem kind of egotistical. You know, a little bit. All generations are going to call me blessed. Kind of thing. Look how special I am. No, no, no. This, this, this blessed, this, this idea that God is looking on us with favor, I think when we walk it out, 
that, people will say, you're blessed. You are blessed being walk in the favor. Blessed is the one. Jesus is going to come back and say. Look, I, I know that we are, if you looked at yourself in the mirror this morning, you didn't look at yourself and say, hey, highly favored one. Or, wow, I am really blessed. Because we know that we have this treasure of the good news of Jesus Christ, this gospel, this good news. We have it in what? I'm just a clay pot. I'm just, I'm not anything special. Hey, this is the good news. <laughs> is that you have this power in this clay pot so that the world will know this is of God. This is not you. This is not of you. This is of him. Because the glory goes, the glory goes back to him. I pray this morning that you will understand that you are a recipient of the good news of Jesus Christ. And there are many possible responses that you can have, but the one that will release the power of God in your life is when in faith you say, be it unto me according to his word. May I receive this truth. The angel when they appear to the shepherds, say, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to men, to humanity, on whom his favor rests. You see, when you receive Jesus as the one, when you receive the good news that Jesus can be Lord of your life and forgives your sins, the angel is saying to you, you are highly favored. TV Drew, you are highly favored. Dottie Sullivan, you are highly favored. John Kerry, blessed are you. You are highly favored of God. We could go around this room and just say to every single person who's a follower of Jesus Christ, because we've received the good news, you are highly favored. The choice is, are you going to walk in that today? Are you going to dare to take God at his word and walk it out in faith and see a change not just for you but for the generations that follow you, for your children and your children's children? This morning, please open yourself to the possibility that nothing is impossible with God. Walk out the possibilities and receive the word that you are favored of his. Lord, we thank you this morning. I pray that, God, we would be a people who, like Mary, who serves as this example for us, walks out in the favor of God who we are in you by your word. God, I am so grateful that she serves as an example to us. Lord, I, I sense that there are people here today who are having trouble buying this whole thing. 
they're either agitated or they're wondering or they're factually saying, how can this possibly be? Lord, I pray we would all move from there to the truth to say nothing is impossible with God. May it be to me according to his word. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We walk in life change forever. Amen.